It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. <laughs> We're doing it. It's two in the morning, and we just recorded a two-hour episode, and we both have to work at nine in the morning. So we're either really stupid or really terrible at our jobs. I don't know. Well, maybe both. The good news is we're talking about some wacky ass movies, and so if we're already loopy, I mean, we're not going to sound any dumber now than we would even if we were like sane at the moment. Who needs sleep? Who needs sleep anyway? Uh, yeah, who cares? Um, so, it is, as of this recording, we are an hour and 50 minutes into December 2nd, Matt. Uh, now, I don't know about you, but something's happening in a couple weeks. Something pretty, uh, pretty, pretty interesting. And I couldn't think of anything witty to say there, I tried. No, you did terrible. Uh, something is happening in a galaxy far, far away. Do you know what that something is? Could be, could be a Star Wars movie. It is a Star Wars movie. And it's directed by our boy Gareth Edwards. Some people hate him, so. Well, I like him. (laughs) So, shut up, people. I like monsters. Have you seen monsters? Yeah, I like monsters quite a bit, actually. Yeah, me too. And I like his Godzilla, so they can so the tell the haters to bother some someone else. I don't know. Uh, so, in celebration of a new Star Wars movie, are you, now I found this out and it was, it was it bothered me. You're not a big Star Wars guy. I, I just, I, like, yeah. What's it's wrong? True. With, what's your problem? I I don't know why. How are you like? A, how are you like real? I know. Like why like are my you? Wife, a my wife is a bigger Star Wars fan than I am. She's a bigger Doctor Who fan than I am. Actually, I don't know anything about Doctor Who. I what? Don't do that, I don't do that nerd shit, Matt. You don't watch Doctor Who? No. <laughs> like the you, only Doctor okay. Who I had was like I watched the riff tracks of. <laughs> like the non-canon Peter Cushing Doctor Who. The well, the the Doctor the the most recent Doctor Who stuff is still pretty awesome and also terrifying. If yeah, according to my wife, anyway, I've seen I've watched a bunch of them with her and I, I thought they were pretty decent. So anyway, what like what like you don't love Empire Strikes Back? I, no, listen, I I. I the last time that I sat down and watched all of the Star Wars film has it's been probably five years. So this five years not long not soon enough. Is that even a sentence? No. <laughs> it's two o'clock in the morning though, so you're forgiven. But <clears throat> the reality is like I, as a kid for whatever reason, I didn't care about anything that didn't have dinosaurs. And so as an adult, as you know, I am going back and watching a bunch of stuff that I either haven't seen or have not seen in a very long time. Which is why we're doing this podcast. I feel like it's not really kaiju transmissions as much as like Bird is telling Matt what to watch and Matt's watching it. Oh yeah, did we say <laughs> this was kaiju transmissions? We didn't, but people know it's fine. Alright, I'm Bird, you're Matt, blah blah blah. Um <laughs> it's we're we're exhausted, I'm sorry. Uh I it's just like the original trilogy, man, especially A New Hope and Empire, ooh, it doesn't get much what, better. You than don't that. wanna you don't like Jar Jar? Like what's no. what's I do think episode three is fun. I don't think it's good, but it's the only one of those prequels that like doesn't feel like it's twelve hours. 
well, maybe if they just release the original films without all like the additional special effects, why won't they do that? They would make so much money. Because they're stupid. <laughs> they were so stupid. And I really like Force Awakens, but they got. I hope they drop the plot rethreads for Episode Eight. Yeah, it really. Was. I did. Just, I do think it's a lot of fun, though. I I do really like that movie. I, I liked it. I didn't think it was. I, I don't know. And uh, do, do you know what me and Trev do every year? You know about Blue uh, Harvest Fest? Do not. It's an all-day Star Wars marathon where we watch pretty much everything. Um, we start it at about 5 in the morning, and we watch all the movies, and we also watch... Um, someone made a documentary about that famous line outside the theater for Phantom Menace. A documentary oh, yeah. about the people in the line. We watch that first. Okay. Then we watch episode one. We go in, in, in story chronological order. So we watch episode one. We watch episode two. And then we watch the animated Clone Wars movie. <laughs> then we watch episode three. Then we watch uh, episode four. Then we watch the Star Wars holiday special, which if you, if you've seen it... Um, which holiday special are you talking about? The Star Wars one. It's only it never came out on home video because George Lucas hates it, and it was aired like once. Okay, because see, it's bad that I thought about the Family Guy holiday special. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, but it's 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 one of the worst things ever made. But like, you have to watch it to to believe. It's it. on YouTube, so I dare you to watch it one day. Just just. It, just try out the first half hour. It's all Wookiee talking with no subtitles. How How is that a movie? Like, how did that get made? It, it's unbelievable. So we watch that. And then we watch Empire. Then we watch Jedi. This year we're adding... Uh, oh, after Empire, we actually watch the two made-for-TV Ewok spin-off movies, which are appallingly bad. <laughs> And then what day at, is this? What day is this? Um, we usually do it the day after Black Friday, but because our friend who like uh, usually like hosts it and stuff just got married, we're actually postponing it until December seventeenth. At which point we are going to take a break from episode after watching episode three, go see Rogue One, come back to my apartment, and then watch episode four. Hmm. And then we're going to go to five, then the two Ewok movies, which are, oh my god, they're terrible, and then six, and then seven. It usually, it's probably going to end about three or four in the morning, um, and by the end, we all feel like we're on drugs. <laughs> the first time we did it, I still lived with my mom, and like, I was so loopy that she she asked me she was like are you drunk and i was like no i just haven't slept in a day and i've been watching star wars all day like your brain turns to jelly it turns to mush after that much star wars yeah see see that that right there would make me not a fan i think oh it's a, it's a, it's not fun <laughs> why do you do that to yourself cuz we're stupid i don't know it's it's not fun it's it's fun in that we are all miserable together through like we go through something miserable together. Mm, I mean, you're you're just sadist, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I can't really explain it. Uh, but yeah, you 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 don't feel like you're on, like you feel like you're on like a different plane of existence by the end. Like it fucks you up, like for real. <laughs> uh, <laughs> did you hear Godzilla's in Rogue One? That was a clickbait article. Oh. Yeah. Apparently the Mutos and Godzilla and the monsters from Monsters are on a cave painting in Rogue One. A little Easter egg. So, if you want to be one of those guys, God, maybe Godzilla's in the same universe as Star Wars and you just don't know it. Maybe that's, maybe that's what you just don't get, Matt. It could be. You clearly don't get Star Wars. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna rewatch them all at once with all the like stupid spinoffs in the middle. I mean, 
Maybe if you like invite me up and I have nothing else to do that day and I want to die, that's possible. Uh, uh, what? M- maybe. <laughs> you should think about it. Think about it and get back to me. You'll hate yourself, but get back to me anyway. <laughs> so, in honor of people, don't even know what we're doing yet. What are we? We're we're the worst hosts right now. Um, <laughs> it's two thirty. People in the are wondering why we're talking about Star Wars. <laughs> There's so, a reason, I promise. There is in honor of a new Star Wars movie to be timely and uh, just because I love Star Wars, no matter what Matt says about it being like the worst thing ever. I've never said that. That's not what I've said ever. Never said that. That's not how I remember it. But we are going to examine two uh, cult favorites, sort of, maybe. Um, I don't even think people know these movies exist. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, From two different studios. um, Two tokusatsu Star Wars knockoffs of the 1970s. One by our friends over at Toho Studios and one by Toei, who didn't get in the Toku movie game very often. Uh, they're, they're mostly, they're t- one of the biggest studios in Japan, but their tokusatsu uh, output was mostly on TV with Sentai, Kamen Rider, all that stuff. Uh, every now and then they dip their feet in, though, and uh, they got uh, a look at that Star Wars, and they just couldn't resist. So, um <laughs> Uh, the interesting thing about both of these is that they were both made before, made and released before Star Wars came out in Japan. Um, Star Wars had come out roughly a year later than it did here in Japan. It came out in 1978. Now, both Toho and Toei, who, this is the first Toei movie we've talked about on this uh, podcast. Mm. Can you believe that? Yeah, because we do too much Toho and, and Dae stuff. That's true. Um, well, it's a nice change. So, anyway, uh, um, I know with, uh, Toho, um, to, to, uh, Tomiyuki Tanaka and Teriyushi Nakano actually saw the movie, uh, in, somehow they saw it in Japan around the time it came out here, and they said, whoa, uh, these guys pretty much just beat all of us at our own game, and this is going to be huge. And it's weird that this happened with both of these movies, because when you think, like, rip-off or knock-off, you think something that came after the success of something huge. But <laughs> these, both of these studios just want, I guess they just wanted to get the jump on, on the space opera thing, and uh, they they cranked out these, these knock-offs. Um, so... Uh, I guess we'll start with War in Space, since I already kind of talked about how it came to be. Um, and Tanaka wanted this thing out. So uh, they I think it was shot in two weeks. Uh, it seems like it was written in two hours. <laughs> um, and uh, it was directed by Jun Fukuda, who... You know from Godzilla vs. Megalon, Son of Godzilla, Godzilla vs. Sea Monster, Godzilla vs. Gigan, Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla, um, uh, veteran uh, tokusatsu director, uh, and who I actually really like a lot, uh, even though he hates all of his own movies. Um, <laughs> you've read <laughs> interviews with him, right? He's hilarious. He's the crankiest... <laughs> uh, I don't... <laughs> We'll get into him some other time. Um, so, uh, I, 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 something I've seen rumored but not ever really substantiated with any kind of citation is that this was originally announced as a sequel to Battle in Outer Space. It definitely has the same plot in his Battle in Outer Space, which is there's invaders, but we take the fight to them and we battle them in guess where outer space um i don't know how true that was but um uh this movie is really a mash up of atragon and battle in outer space um it's like if those two movies had a baby that had like fetal alcohol syndrome (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> you, oh. would get, <laughs> you would get Warren's face. That's got to be like the best line on the podcast possibly ever. <laughs> um, now, plot-wise, that's what it is. It's not really Star Wars plot-wise, but they're cashing in on the imagery of Star Wars and the imagery of the advertising of Star Wars. Even the font of the title is kind of Star Wars-y. Um, so, War in Space, I do have to give it credit. This movie just, it starts and it hits the ground running and doesn't slow down. Um, I, that's why, Matt, I said, like, I, I, I guarantee you, Ruhe Kitamura likes this movie. <laughs> because Final Wars has such a similar structure, and it's like, hey, like yeah. this is what the thing is, let's go. No time for ex- explaining anything, no time to tell you anything about anything. We're just going to go through this plot, and it's going to feel like you're going to love it. Maybe. <laughs> um, that's just what this movie comes right out and seems to say to you, because within the first ten minutes, we know... Uh, these aliens um have invaded and um they have uh they're they're trying to take over earth because earth is similar to their planet that's been wiped out um the aliens are called the hell aliens i don't under- really know why um and so, uh, yeah. there's been sightings and attacks, and they go to this, uh, retired military, um, officer who was working on a, uh, a battleship called the Goten, which is actually the Gotengo. Um, the Go at the end of Gotengo is part of the Japanese pronunciation, but it made its way into the Western, uh, I guess, the way we talk about it. Um, so it's actually the Gotengo. Um, only this time it can go to space. That's the Atragon ship, by the way. Only it can go to space now. Um, so, we have, um, our, I don't know what they are, like space, uh, like UN space people. Uh, they're investigating, gonna investigate this, uh, space station called Terra that's lost its signal, um, and they go to this retired military, uh, fellow named Professor Takigawa, played by Ryo Ikebe, who you know from Gorath, and, uh, uh, what was the other, there was, um, another big one that he was in, uh, um, goddammit, oh, he, Battle in Outer Space, duh, um, anyway, so, uh, this is where, like, the Atragon remake portion comes in because they go to him only unlike captain jinguchi and atragon who was like i don't want to use the ship because it's for japan only and he's a, a asshole nationalist this guy's just like yeah you know i'm i'm retired i don't really like i don't, I don't <laughs> it's not finished like i don't want to do that <laughs> and then and then he, he the the guy just says there's but but there's already been some sightings and attacks, and he's like, really? Okay. So then they they finish up the ship, and then they they go off into uh, uh oh oh they get um they get Jimmy <laughs> from NASA to help them, uh, who um is a really terrible Gaijin actor, um, <laughs> and and off they go to uh uh check out what happened to the space station hey it blew up um which oddly enough it's the space station terra it's the exact same space station that was in gorath which is very strange so it's a sequel to gorath sort of it also never shows the moon which was destroyed in gorath so what why i don't know but it's a thing um so they go to venus in this this goten ship and uh they <laughs> they find uh, our aliens who are really just like henchmen with bags over their heads and then their <laughs> their commander man this is how you knew not only was the japanese film industry already in the shitter 
when this when this came out and not only was it super low budget it, it man, you can tell this was rush where it, it looks like costuming just like went in a closet and just pulled <laughs> random stuff out because you have this guy wearing like uh spartan armor with <laughs> green makeup and like these weird like sunglass visors wearing sandals and that's our our evil alien commander guy and he's got a sidekick that is clearly a Chewbacca Wookiee ripoff. Only he's got big yellow horns and a big <laughs> battle axe. Um, and he kidnaps uh, um, the command, the the Earth commander, the Goten captain's daughter, and puts her in uh, skimpy clothing. And uh, if they don't back off, they're gonna kill her and and i don't know they keep fighting this war with earth so that's the plot if if you can call it that um so uh (laughs) matt what did you think of war in space yeah it's pretty terrible (laughs) uh so so the most like bizarre part is like uh the well, the, the secret to my well, first of all, the aliens want the Goten because it has a secret. Well, the secret is the fact that they have a bomb so strong that it can blow up entire planets. And so, and after defeating the enemy, kind of like he kind of battles him to like a standstill, he just destroys the whole freaking planet. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like that's the end of the movie. They blow up an entire planet. Oh man, it just felt so like almost unnecessary because like he defeats him actually like drilling through them, and the the enemy vessel like goes into this I think a volcano or something and like it blows up. The battle's won, but he blows up the planet anyway and kills himself <laughs> doing it. I know I why? Like, what just happened? <laughs> and you just destroy like a planet that could have probably other life on it. I'm so confused <laughs> by what's going on. You're worse than the aliens. <laughs> Um, the movie's a quick watch. I, I honestly, I did, I did enjoy it, uh, especially because as the main villain uh, from uh, the, the two Mechagodzilla films, who's the green-faced henchman in this one. But yeah, I mean, like it, it's it's fun for a couple laughs, but like the end is just like so nonsensical because he literally defeats the enemy and then decides to blow up the planet anyway. <laughs> um, so yeah, like I. Yeah, I'm, I'm way more excited to talk about the next movie. <laughs> well, the next movie, there's, like, more to talk about. Like, the next movie is nonsensical, too, but this movie is just, it's wall-to-wall nonsense. I, like, nothing is ex- it explained. It, it feels like someone just filmed, like, an outline instead of, like, a script. Like, it, The thing it, is, it's still it, 105 minutes long. <laughs> no, sorry, not, not, I'm sorry, I'm looking at the wrong thing. That It's not that long. It's, like... It's like an hour and a half. It's, yeah, it's like an hour and a half. But th- but it should be like maybe an hour. I feel like it should be like a good hour long. <laughs> it could be easily. Um, and uh, it's just there's so much about it that's just so like it's just so over the top and like silly. Like, <laughs> the, well, it had like the the UN imposter. Like they rip off his face, like his his skin mask, <laughs> like at the beginning of the film. Yeah. <laughs> and underneath it, it's just the same actor, only his face is green. <laughs> it's the most. <laughs> <sighs> so how? He... How? <laughs> I don't know how that works, but it was pretty funny. He's like uh, the way the way they could tell is because he, uh, I think he smoked or lit a cigarette or something with the wrong hand or wrote something. I, I don't remember. Oh, he happens to be left-handed. Uh, it's that whole movie trope thing. Oh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um like i said it, it's it's worth a watch if if you like if you just want to put something on that's nonsense and has some interesting special effects i'd give it a whirl but like it's i wouldn't consider this a good movie on any stretch of the imagination and and i like um june fukuda's movies i mean i i really do he's got such an upbeat vibe to most of his stuff but this is not one of his better directed films in my opinion no <laughs> I don't know if this is worse than Godzilla vs. Megalon or not. Uh, I feel like Megalon's better. May, well, no, that's because last time I watched it, I watched the Mystery Science 3000. I don't know, man. This movie is just... It's its insane. I Like, 
Like, <laughs> do you remember, like, uh, man, the guy that plays this Jimmy guy, <laughs> like, <laughs> w- once he leaves, the the captain gives him a note, uh, a telegram that he received that his family has been killed in this <laughs> this invasion. And he just, he like, like walked away. <laughs> and, yeah, he just wa- he walks away, and then he just blankly stares out into space, and, like, tears just roll down his face, and he, like, isn't emoting... And then, yeah. like, you, you, they go to these, like, really cheesy flashbacks that are, like, all in soft focus, like those, like, old beer commercials, <laughs> where, like, they have him playing with his kids and stuff and having a picnic. <laughs> and then, and then he, no one says anything to him about it. And then um, there's several main characters that die. Uh, and oh, then, yeah. Like... And nobody, <laughs> nobody, like, people are like, oh, no. And then no one, that's, like, it. Like, no one says anything. No one seems to care when anyone dies in this. What's even funnier is the one guy is like, listen, if something happens to me, I need you to take care of my fiance. And then, obviously, he's going to die, so he dies. And, like, she doesn't seem to care. <laughs> <laughs> no. She goes, <gasps> and then that's it. <laughs> like Then she, like, I guess, you know, she's probably going to live in happiness with the guy that, <laughs> yeah with like, the other guy i guess well it's so weird because he, the one guy's like well really I, he he basically says the other guy's better for her anyway it's just such a weird like <laughs> like <laughs> fox love triangle thing like it's just a ugh. i don't know I, I would say that on some level these are it's pretty equal to megalon <laughs> yeah so like nothing's developed um <sighs> I don't, I, they pull up the planet to, the <laughs> the daughter is hot. I, <laughs> does I that mean, count? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like in every one of these movies, there's like you know, you get the hot actor. I mean, that's, that's every movie. Like oh, you yeah. get the typical hot actress <laughs> or whatever. Um, I don't get. I don't feel like they get you like get you much in for this. Uh, uh, is that bad of a movie though? That's a problem. <laughs> yeah, right. Um. I don't, it, and like it, it's just it's full of so much nonsense um like there's a there's a part where like they first get to the alien base on venus and for some reason right after they walk in they have to like go through this booth <laughs> to like get to the next room and like it's got a light in it and when the light's green you can walk through it <laughs> But then when the light's red, like, it... it you can't walk yeah, through Yeah, you can't walk through it, and it'll hurt you. And it's like, these things are... What? Like, those things are only in video games. <laughs> well, first of all, they, they go through an air duct to get in. But they're in... They're on Venus, which... I, I don't... Okay. <laughs> like, wait a second. Oh, man. But, like, Poor you know, Jim. like, in video... In, like, old Nintendo games, like, there's, like... There's, like, a door that, like, uh... It'll turn red and like you can't go through it, but then when it like, there, there's no reason anything would ever exist with that. They clearly were like uh, watching too many Bond films or something. They like they wanted trap doors or something there. I don't know. It was, it was just. <laughs> then this this movie's so cheap that like when our hero goes to fight the uh, the big Wookiee monster, which oh it's his official name is Space Beast Man. Um, <laughs> So when our hero goes to fight the space beast man, um, the the hell commander is there, and he's like shooting him with something. But like they couldn't even animate like a ray. He just points like this like object at him and presses a button, and it makes a sound, and the guy like falls down. It's, <laughs> like guys, are you even like? I really do have to ask. Like, were, were you? Guys, I mean, obviously, it's no easy feat to sh- make a movie in two weeks, but it's like. Were you trying, or were you just trying to get it over with? <laughs> like, what were... Like, I just... Things like that were pretty, uh... Pretty astounding to me. Um, and even for 70s Toho, it's below the bar. <laughs> yeah, well, well below the bar. The um, weird thing is that the, the final battle seems to, like, drag on and on to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, um... Yeah, there's like a dogfight between the Goten and the uh the uh the alien ship which for some reason looks like a pirate ship. Um <laughs> it legitimately does. They like turn sideways and shoot at each other like straight out of like 
<laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean. Well, Nakano <laughs> even says on the DVD, the DVD, the DVD has a 32-minute interview with him about this. He talked about this movie for 32 minutes, but <laughs> he says that like he just was watching pirate movies at the time and wanted to make a <laughs> pirate ship. That's hilarious. So that's why. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, it's, um, I feel like, uh, it's more time consuming, but you could just have a double feature of Atragon and Battle in Outer Space and get a better version of this movie. Um, (laughs) it's, uh, it's not good. Um, it's, it's, it's a simple story and it's, it's briskly paced and it's stupid enough to be entertaining. So on that grounds, you know, why not check it out if you have the opportunity? Um, but, I mean, it's one where the DVD is long out of print. It's like 70 bucks on Amazon. Yeah, don't, don't do that to Don't yourself. do it. I mean, if, if you come across it for cheap and you're like, oh, I always heard about this crazy Toho movie, give it a, sh- a shot. Um, or if you're just like, you know, if you do like those, like knockoffs of uh of big movies like in america we had them too uh like roger corman did um uh battle beyond the stars and uh star crash um which are both better than this um spaceball so that's not the same (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah it's uh like it sounds like we're compared to like how much we talk about some of the other movies and like the stories and everything like we literally we legitimately told you the plot like everything that happens in this movie (laughs) it's it's, and it's because the movie doesn't develop anything or or even seem to be paying attention to itself half the time um the best effect sequences are stock footage from the last war um because they're like oh the aliens are gonna blow up all the major cities and then we just get that um i mean there's some cool imagery and atmosphere with the venus stuff like when they get there they fly through like an electrical storm and that's kind of cool and um the actual miniatures themselves are decent but they aren't like lit as well or as convincingly as what you would expect from toho um and it's just yeah, it's just not that good. So, um, uh, I give this. Uh, oof. <laughs> I give this. Gee, oh my gosh, what 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 the hell do I give this? Um, it's a f- it's it, it's entertaining and it goes by quick, but it's just so dumb. Um, uh, I give this. Oh. One and a half crying Jimmies out of five. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna go two. Um, I got I got a lot of enjoyment out of it because it was so stupid and silly. But only it's the ironic kind of enjoyment that you get from like a really stupid movie. If if you were looking at it like from a critical perspective, like it's a point five. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> I don't know. A two also sounds like a decent score. I'm I'm teetering between a one and a half and a two, but uh, you know, it's fun. Like I, I will say this: I I enjoyed it, but like watching it the entire the entire time, thinking like this is the most stupid thing I've ever seen in a long time. Right. Um, and if you want connections to other things in the Toho mythology, I I brought up the space station Terra, which is from Gorath, and some re- for some reason it's in here. Um, the Goten, obviously, is a version of the Gotengo, and the Goten, and I believe even the little Hell Commander ships were in the Nintendo game Godzilla Monster of Monsters. And also the Space Beast Man was in that really bizarre Godzilla manga that Hurricane Ryu did, where like they're all like gladiators. Do you know what is I'm talking about? God- is that the one with the Godzilla sperm? Uh, no it's the one where godzilla's like a he's got like a sword and like armor and oh yeah yeah i've uh, I've seen that yeah the space beast man is in that um so i don't know man that's war in space do you guys do whatever you want with that thing i don't i don't know i don't know what to tell people to do with that movie um (laughs) so, so uh 
rival studio Toei. We're going to talk about Message from Space. Um, again, um, uh, made before Star Wars. Uh, and like War in Space, well, this one probably has a lot more in common with Star Wars plot-wise. But like War in Space, it's mostly the imagery that they're catching in on. Although there are definitely characters and plot beats that are... are <laughs> Uh, directly <laughs> lifted from Star Wars. Um, yes. uh, and this is directed by the great Kinji Fukusaku, who is an actually, uh, like, a real director. Um, he made a lot of fantastic Yakuza films back in the day, uh, and he made one of my favorite movies, uh, Battle Royale. Oh, yeah. Um, and great he movie. also made uh, another goofy-as-hell Toei sci-fi movie that I love, uh, which is The Green Slime. Um, but he's actually a a very good director, uh, which is, I mean, well, listen, I'm not talking shit about Jun Fukuda, but this movie is way more polished, I think, than, uh, War in Space, um, but, so, um, with Message from Space, uh, they really kind of went all out with this one, unlike Toho, um... Toei spent a lot of money on this one. This was uh, around five or six million dollars, which uh, at the time was the most expensive um, Japanese film. Uh, it's got an all-star cast of people that you would know. Um, uh, Sonny Chiba is in this. Um, uh, we have uh, Tetsuro Tamba, who you know from Submersion of Japan, and also the Bond movie, uh, You Only Live Twice, Prophecies of Nostradamus. He's in all kinds of stuff. Um, uh, uh, Hiroyuki Sanada is an actor you might not know by name, but uh, this was one of his first films. He actually went on to do a lot of stuff in Hollywood. Um, he was uh, one of the main uh, villains in The Wolverine Um uh, so, you've seen him around, um, he was in the original Japanese version of, uh, The Ring, um, uh, so, another guy that you might know is, um, uh, uh, Vic Morrow? Yes, <laughs> yes, I was blanking. Vic Morrow, the, uh, legendary Vic Morrow, who, um, uh, Jeez, he's been in so much stuff. Uh, Roots, um, a lot of TV stuff back in the day, um, Naked City. Uh, you, you might not know his name, um, but you you would recognize him, probably. Um, he's also Jennifer Jason Lee's dad uh, and was tragically killed um, on the uh, set of the Twilight Zone movie, um, did you know about that? Um, it's a pretty famous movie accident. Uh, but yeah, would, him and uh, yeah. some child actors um, uh, during the John Landis directed segment, um, a helicopter fell on them, uh, decapitated Vic Morrow, and crushed the two kids. Um, so, Man, this podcast just took a turn for the... <laughs> so yeah, uh, I mean, that's how... Unfortunately, that was... Uh, you know that. Unfortunately, nowadays that's what Vic Morrow is known for. Um, and uh, John Landis, who's actually one of my favorite directors, um, he uh, the situation kind of fucked him up. Um, uh, also, in this, allegedly, this is uh, one of Jerry Ito, who played Nelson and Mothra, one of his last per- uh, performances. But I couldn't find him in this movie. Um, I don't know if I just wasn't... I, I, I didn't notice him either, but I could have... Uh... Yeah, um, also, uh, Machiko Sota, who was the original Japanese actress for Rita Repulsa, uh, she's in here, um, and, uh, oddly enough, a very young Chris Isaac, as in the singer Chris Isaac, uh, has a non-speaking role. Um, he can be seen in uh, he can be seen gambling in uh, a bar early on in the movie. Did you know that? I did not know that. And that's pretty awesome. Um, oh, and also, God, this guy's been in every movie that we've talked about in the last like six months. 
veteran uh, Japanese actor Ace Amamoto, who you know <laughs> as the toy maker in Godzilla's Revenge, as plot device ghost in GMK. Plot and, device ghost is my favorite role. <laughs> yeah, in tons, tons and tons of stuff. Um, I could go on and on. Uh, he's an Atragon. He's he's everywhere in these old movies. But he plays a a woman. <laughs> he plays the, the 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 queen of the uh, Gavanas, who are the evil. Uh, uh, I guess. What do you call them? The evil uh, thingamabobs. The evil. The evil. The bad guys. <laughs> um. So I mean, uh, that's that's your cast right there. They're the uh, Gavanas. Yeah, yeah. They're they're the um, like the evil empire, basically. Um, yeah. Also, designs by uh, Shatoro Ishin- Ishinomori, um, who most people know as the creator of Kamen Rider and Super Sentai and Kikaida. Uh, some people say he was involved in the script for this, although that's kind of nothing I've seen substantiated, but, uh, I do know he did a lot of the designs for the aliens and the ships and stuff, so if you feel like any of the bad guys look like Power Rangers villains, that's why. Um, so the plot, uh, is the Gavanas are, they're basically the Empire in Star Wars. They're trying to take over the galaxy, and... They have turned the planet of Jelusia into a death into the Death Star, pretty much. Um, <laughs> and uh, one of the leaders of the Jelusians sends out eight Liabe seeds, which look like these big walnuts, to find the the best warriors to help free them from the clutches of the Gavanas. And it goes to a assortment of misfits. Um, there's uh, three, basically, galactic hot rod racers. Um, there's a drunk military colonel, who is Vic Morrow, <laughs> who I believe was actually drunk as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> he had to be the entire movie. Uh, there's uh, a crazy uh, gambler who uh, is pretty much a gangster. Um, you have uh, a a robot who is a clearly a R two D two ripoff, um, and uh, Sunny Chiba who is a, a Gavanna who was supposed to take the throne to be the king, but he was uh, um, sent to this planet uh, to live in solitude. So the actual villain could become the real king uh and some other guy gets the other one i don't remember <laughs> who gets the eighth one <laughs> um did you get the girl already are you i guess she, she was one of the three yeah, uh, yeah. um yeah. oh someone else gets it like right before they die so they don't even count it's seven it's seven samurai in space um <laughs> But it's 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 actually loosely based on like a three hundred year old Japanese like uh, myth. But um, uh, enough of that. So that's pretty much the plot. Um, and all these characters are wacky and weird, and they're pretty much all assholes. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're not. They're not good. And it's it's just weird. Like if a weird like seed like was in your drink like would you keep it like i don't know why any of these people keep these things because they don't know what they are (laughs) the one the one guy's like upset because he loves the girl that got captured (laughs) (laughs) but like the seed won't come back to him because they all throw it away it's just there's some funny parts oh and then (laughs) yeah then when they actually do get the seeds back that same guy doesn't get his and he just yeah, like, he throws a tantrum like a child. He's just like, I don't even want one anyway. But you love, <laughs> but you love the, you love the queen. <laughs> That's the funniest thing, or princess. Even though oh, like, man. they barely met. <laughs> well, we forgot the part about the uh, Gavanas turning their their sights on Earth at one point. Yeah, so I guess that's like midway through the movie. They they. Uh, 
They're like, ooh, what's this planet? It's just like ours before we fucked it all up. And so he tells Earth they have like three days to surrender. And then for some reason, they think it's a good idea. Tetsuro Tamba thinks it's a good idea to send drunk Vic Morrow up there as an ambassador to try and like convince them to give uh give uh, give earth like another week and they're like uh, you're clearly doing this because you want to prepare to retaliate like no like I, how <laughs> i don't know how dumb they thought they were um <laughs> and uh there's that's also where there's that great moment where like vic morrow challenges one of the henchmen to like a a draw <laughs> And he shoots, awful. like, while Vic Morrow is still t- walking away. <laughs> and, uh, that part is pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and and then um, the king or whatever, just like, he, does he kill him or does Vic Morrow kill him? I don't remember. <clears throat> no, the commander kills him. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> speaking of Vic Morrow, I, the, the, his first scene is... He's <laughs> he's sending his old droid into it, like it died and he's sending it in a <laughs> capsule into space holding a funeral for it and like crying. And then like his boss gets on the on the horn and he's like, "What was that rocket you just sent?" And he's like, "It was a fallen comrade." He's like, "Who?" He's like, "It was my old robot." And he's like, "What's wrong with you?" It's like, "What <laughs> like this guy's aw- like this guy could be Don Fry's dad." Oh, for sure, yeah. <laughs> Like, he's Don Fry in Final Wars, like, his dad. That's the only thing that makes sense to me. Oh, man. <clears throat> um, it does have one of the best, like, the, the main villain, like, his headdress thing is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, again, reminded me a lot of a Sentai villain, which makes oh, sense. Oh, for sure, yeah. yeah. Um, there's a weird part where they, like, uh, they, like, try to shack up with this lady and and like uh like everyone else leaves but then like the the princess of jalusha is like stuck there and she like is trying she's like but you actually but you you have to marry my son now and her son is this like weird lizard man so like out of nowhere this like lizard man rapist comes and like tries to attack her like this, this, and and like we're talking about all these scenes out of context, but I don't even know what context they are within the movie. Like it's just, it's just a wacky scene at one after another. Well, they well, kidnapped the the princess. Like they got rid of the guy because they took him out. And like the, they think they kill off one of her. The guy like basically accepts payment, and it's like a, a scene out of like he's being Judas, like getting thirty pieces of silver. Yeah, for like the girl. And then she's all like, oh, you're just like the others. Nobody loves my son. And then they get attacked. And the <laughs> um, <laughs> lizard man rapist. <laughs> like the, and then like the, the female drag racer, her name's Maya. Oh, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> that um, sounds awfully familiar. Yeah. But for some reason, like she, she has a fascination with these things that are called space fireflies, which they're just described as a like radioactive phenomena that happens in space and she's like oh i want to go catch one and it's like it's like radioactive waste or something why are you going why and like no one really had it's just all these characters with like these really bizarre quirks that like normal like a normal screenwriter wouldn't come up with this like <laughs> Yeah, like the end of the film where they could all return to Earth, but they instead decide to fly into space on a uh, giant boat. Yeah, another pirate ship. What's up with the pirate ships in these? <laughs> I don't know. Um, so obviously, I this is a movie I only saw maybe once or twice before um, I rewatched it for this, but um, obviously this is your first time watching it, like... So we've just explained the plot and just some of the general, like, some of the standout wacky things that go on in this movie. But, I mean, like, just as a first-time viewer of Message from Space, how how did you like it? Uh, dude, I actually love this movie for, for all the, the insanity that it, that it has. It does have uh, – it has some definite flaws, like <laughs> – the, the the lizard man rapist being one of them and uh i think it could be trimmed down some like it's about 105 it's it's almost like what an hour and 45 minutes long mm-hmm. i guess 
and, and it feels like there's some times when it drags. It, it, um, it when it drags, it it is in like all those kind of weird scenes I just mentioned, like when they go looking for space fireflies and when there's a lizard rapist, like. <laughs> that those don't need the and i'm like of two minds about it because on the one hand you're right it would be a way more brisk and probably better movie without those scenes but like i also kind of really love those scenes because <laughs> like it's part of the charm of the movie so i don't know it's almost damned if it does and damned if it doesn't yes. but the, uh, the, then you have all these insane i don't know the the dialogue in the in the film is just hilarious and then you have like these random scenes where people are just dancing for no reason on the ship like the one girl ha- apparently is rich and the only way that she's going to give them money to repair their ships is if they go take her to see these stupid fireflies and like later on they're all like drunk and like dancing and it's like a scene they're, they're it's like a, a disco ball and stuff like that and it, and then like two days later when she realizes that they betrayed the princess and like basically sold her into sex slavery to the the lizard dude or whatever, she gets all mad. And then like a day later, they're all friends again. Suddenly it's the weirdest, like <laughs> they're just the, the plot's so convoluted, but there, there's a definite charm and like ability to, to pretty much all the characters. Uh, the main villain, which I cannot remember his name, but the, like the emperor, um, he it's looks Roxy. incredible. Roxia, Roxy, Roxia. I think it's Roxia. Yeah. He looks awesome. Like one of the best <laughs> one of the best designs for like a main villain. Uh if I ever if we ever get like invaded by aliens, like please let them look like that. That would be the best. <laughs> and what I like so, about one thing I like about him is he's like the main bad guy, but every time his mom comes out <laughs> she's terrifying. <laughs> she, and played played by uh Amamoto, but yeah, she's she's just like, "Boy, what are you doing? <laughs> she just like yells at him constantly. Like, <laughs> which it's uh, like if Darth Vader, if the emperor was Darth Vader's mom, that's like what their relationship is like. Oh yeah, for sure. It, it's like I said, I enjoyed the crap out of this movie. Um, despite all the, the flaws and the wackiness and, and there's some, the special effects are a bit uneven as well. Like there's some shots that are really cool. And then there's some shots that like, reminded me slightly of the space godzilla asteroid scene yeah so. yeah the, the those space outer space scenes are kind of um the miniatures are good but kind of like war in space i feel like it's i feel like it's how they're shot and how they're lit that makes them look like less than what you would want um, yeah like the initial battle like when the uh when earth attacks the first time like attacks their planet um were actually pretty awesome. I thought I was I was actually blown away by how good the miniatures were. But anytime they're in space, I they just look like crap. Yeah. Um This is actually on DVD from Shout Factory with liner notes from August. Um and they just put it out as a limited edition Blu-ray. It's like 20 some bucks and I think it's limited to only a few thousand copies. Um you you think you you would pick that up at all? I would because I, I thought it was I I really enjoyed the movie. Yeah, I probably will just because I don't know it's limited edition and I know that if I don't get it on Blu-ray now, no oh. one else is going to put this thing out. <laughs> no, nobody, nobody <laughs> this ain't ever coming back. <laughs> so even though it's a movie that I I just think is like okay, I feel like it's you know if I don't get it now, I will, like I I should. Um, uh. But yeah, and then the movie it it in the middle it does take that kind of detour, but once they crash on the planet and meet up with Sonny Chiba, it ramps back up again. Yeah, and then they like basically do the Star Wars thing where they have to blow the ship from the uh blow yeah. the planet up from the inside. Well, it's interesting cuz <laughs> remember in A New Hope, Luke just has to shoot inside that little uh yeah. like like nook, but this movie actually did the same thing that Jedi did. Which is, uh, they fly through the inside and blow up that core. So, I, I, I mean, I don't know if George Lucas or anyone saw this movie. I mean, it's not that novel of a concept. But it's interesting that this movie predates Jedi. And then not only would we see that again in Return of the Jedi, then we would see it in Independence Day, then we would see it in Godzilla Final Wars. So, it's weird this is the first of those movies to do that, um... I don't know how much of it is a direct influence, but it's just an interesting little little piece of trivia, really. 
Which is, is this the uh, did the first Star Wars have like the the bar scene, mm-hmm. like the first yeah, bar the cantina. Scene? Well, yeah, you have that too in this movie. Too. Yeah, like, the, <laughs> like direct ripoff with all the crazy looking aliens. Yeah, um, who don't look anywhere as cool as the one. No, in, no, they don't in the cantina. Um, but yeah, and I, I really like all the ship designs too. Um. Yeah, there, there's some there's some cool there, cool ships, cool effects. I mean, like like I said, it was like you said earlier, it was actually the most expensive uh, film in, in Japan at the time. Mm-hmm. That's also, weird to take five million dollars. That's yeah, it's about which was about half the budget of Star Wars at the time. There's also a part where Roxia dresses everyone as a giant hologram, just like the Emperor would do in Empire or in Empire Strikes Back, and then Snoke would do in Force Awakens. Hmm. Hmm. Um. And then, yeah, who was your favorite? So, I mean, these characters are all like quirky, plucky, just weirdos. <laughs> who were your? Who was who your favorite? Um, <laughs> it's gonna be between Vic, Vic Morrow's character, and uh, the 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 Emperor, Roxia. Yeah. I I'm with you right there. I, Vic Morrow's great because he's just drunk. <laughs> <laughs> he's and, just he's funny the entire time, and he like he is like the drunk version of Don Fry. Like if you like Don Fry in Final Wars, you should see you should see this movie just on that basis alone because you could that they they're the same character pretty much. Only one has alcohol problem. No, nah, he, um, he's Richard Boone, man. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know if any I've I've seen anyone drunker than Richard Boone and from the Last Dinosaur. Um, uh, now, uh, this movie was a success in Japan, and it actually spawned a uh, television series called "Message from Space: Galactic Wars," which, as far as I know, hasn't been translated anywhere. Um, uh, but. I don't know. It would be interesting. Um, oh, actually, uh, I'm actually looking on Wikipedia right now. It says in the U.S. the series was, was retitled Space Ninja, and it was dubbed uh, as straight to video. Um, and then uh, there was a compilation feature, Swords of the Space Arc, which was aired on the Christian Broadcasting Network in the mid-'80s. Hmm. Swords of the Space Ark. Did they turn it into like a Noah's Ark? What? <laughs> I have no idea, but that sounds like something that CBN would do. <laughs> well, you're a you're a Christian. You you figure out what what <laughs> figure but out. That's, what but that's but that's the thing. There. Like I, I've always said that like Christian television has historically just been terrible. <laughs> Christian movies and like what was that? Uh, what was that movie that came out that we talked? To? There was. God's not dead. Yeah, like we we, we, re- like we, <laughs> we reviewed God's not dead on If It Bleeds, and it was such an offensive. I couldn't believe it. Didn't like uh, the eighties guy get like run over by a car. <laughs> yeah, me and me and Trevor, me and Trevor, are actually going to watch God's Not Dead two this week. Oh, uh, see, I wouldn't even do that to myself. I mean, like, why are you guys doing it? Yeah, we're terrible people. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, War in Space is a fun movie. Or wait, what? What's this goddamn thing called? What's this movie called? <laughs> <laughs> it's War in Space. <laughs> Message from Space is a well, is a yeah, fun no, movie. you're right, uh, and it's it's much more polished than uh, War in Space. Um, <clears throat> and uh, I mean, no, the effects are not going to be as good as Star Wars. And uh, I mean, neither of these movies hold a candle to what they're trying to emulate. Uh, no, they don't. No, um, but I mean, if you if you are into the just the weird knockoffs of like the seventies and the eighties, because that because that happened a lot. Like the Italians used to make all these crazy Mad Max ripoffs, and um, if if you're just into that kind of scene, I would say to, that these are both worth watching. Um, uh, like. Um, uh, also, if you like uh, the Corman Star Wars ripoffs, like Battle Beyond the Stars, um, like these, these would sit comfortably with those. Um, if if you're a Star Wars fan, 
I would say watch them as a curiosity and don't expect too much. Um, <laughs> but would you would you recommend this to the Tokusatsu fans, the Godzilla fans? Um, you know, the people that enjoy uh, the the classic Tokusatsu films. <clears throat> I, I would just because. Uh, as I've gotten older, my, my interest has turned from just monsters into like special effects, like any, any special effects film. And I really appreciate the miniatures, um, especially message from space. So for me, that part was really entertaining. In fact, I I really liked, uh, there's a couple sequences in the film that reminded me of like the, the Gigan, uh, oil refinery scene between when Godzilla first shows up and, and, I don't know. For me, I enjoy watching stuff blow up, and this has a lot of that. Mm-hmm. So, I would check it out. Okay. Uh, did we rate this one? How many drunk no. Vic Moros? Uh, I was going to say a, have a really tasteless rating for Vic, <laughs> relating to Vic Moro, but common sense got a hold of me before I could open my mouth. <laughs> I know what you were going to say. Uh, <laughs> how many? Um, how how many drunk Vic Moros would you give this out of five? So, like, man, like, critically, I would say, like, two and a half, but, like, my enjoyment level is, like, easily a three and a half. Okay. So, I'm going to go three and a half. Uh, I'm going to come down at, I'm I'm between a two and a half and a three on this. Um, I think if you tightened up the pacing just a little bit, I would probably go three, but I'll probably do two and a half, although it's not even, a, like, a bad two and a half. It's a two and a half as in... It's not something that I would watch regularly, um, like. But if it, if if a few years go by and I just want something to pass the time on a rainy day, this is easily something that would be worth me watching again. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I, I'm comfortable with that rating. A, 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 a two and a half, but a but a nice healthy two and a half. Um, you know, it's yeah, it's pulses like beating at the right rate it's blood pressure is good um it's a good two and a half if there is such a thing oh and also i noticed um the uh uh the like in the the gavana like in their base in their death star basically like the main like throne room or whatever looks a lot like the emperor's throne room in star wars yeah well, then you have obviously like the the laser fights and like the shooting. I mean, it, it it's it's just a ripoff. Legit. Yeah. Well, well, this was made long before we ever saw the Emperor. That's where I'm going with that. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying. But the uh, like all the other stuff is like I mean R two D two and the oh yeah l- laser fights and yeah. Also, like <laughs> going back to the seeds. <laughs> Why? Why would? Why would the seeds pick these lunatics? Is <laughs> is the people to save the world? I mean, I know that's a, a a well-worn trope. I mean, we just saw it with Guardians of the Galaxy, which which I mean, yeah, it's a band of misfits coming together. But like, they're they're not like chosen by some like mystical thing as being outstanding. They're they're people that come together and work together to become outstanding. They're not like predetermined by it by some crazy mystical thing. Yeah, and Star Wars Luke is, but Luke is also like sane. None of these people are <laughs> sane. These people are all maniacs. None of them act like real people. They're all they're all nuts, all of them. So I don't know what these seeds saw in these people instead of like <laughs> like a real person. I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, the seed thing was. I, I still, the funniest thing is that one guy crying about his seed not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> he really so does throw like a ch- a, a children's tantrum. It, I mean, le- legitimately, my child acts the exact same way when he doesn't get what he wants. I'm looking forward to Rogue One. I am too. And um, I'm, I'm interested to see if we ever find out about the reshoots and what yeah. was actually changed. Yeah, Disney's pretty tight-lipped about that. Like um I guess even on the uh Force Awakens commentary, like they don't talk about stuff like like Harrison Ford broke his leg on that movie and then JJ J. Abrams broke his back trying to help 
Harrison Ford. And, like, they don't talk about that at all. And, like, that held up shooting. It was such a big issue. So, I don't know. Disney's, like, weird about stuff like that. So, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. Any Anything else you got to say about these Star Wars knockoffs or anything? <laughs> no, man. We're, I, th- I think we covered it all. People should just go check them out. All right. I agree. So, uh, on that note, um, hopefully Rogue One is as good as we we want it to be. And um, uh, if you want to host your own Star Wars fest that lasts for almost 24 hours, you don't have to thank me. Message from space. From a captive planet two million light years away came a plea for help. A desperate message. Phantasmagoria of sights, sounds, and space-age technical achievements that must be seen to be believed. Human being from the planet Earth. Never before has the screen erupted with more spectacle, more excitement. Rated PG, parental guidance suggested. See Message from Space starting Friday at a theater or drive-in near you. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.